It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka reported 12 new coronavirus cases over the weekend and its fourth death associated with the virus. According to a DHSS press release, Sitka's fourth casualty was a man in his 50s. All of the new cases were reported on Saturday. 11 are Sitka residents. As of Sunday evening, 32 cases had been reported over the last week, bumping up Sitka's coronavirus average and keeping Sitka at a high COVID risk level. The Sitka School District on Monday evening was reporting seven active cases associated with Kikushahin Elementary School and one case associated with Sitka High School. According to the Sitka School District, all eight are currently isolating. Early in-person voting for Sitka's municipal election opened Monday. Dave Miller, Rachel Moreno, and Kevin Mosier are running for two open seats on the Sitka Assembly. Todd Gebler and Amy Morrison are both on the ballot for two seats on the Sitka School Board. And voters will weigh in on an advisory vote on whether to sell the former Sitka Community Hospital building and properties to the Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium. In previous years, Sitkins could vote at City Hall. This year, voters must go to Harrigan Centennial Hall weekdays between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. to cast their ballots early in person. The change in location is to allow for more space for social distancing. Last year, more than half of Sitka voters, around 1,700, voted early or absentee a trend spurred in large part by the coronavirus pandemic. Early voting is also available by mail or fax. This week, Raven Radio is hosting two forums. Tune in to our Assembly Candidate Forum at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday. Listeners can submit candidate questions in advance at news at kcaw.org or by calling 747-5879. For more information on this year's municipal election, visit our Election Center at kcaw.org, where you'll find candidate questionnaires and statements, as well as links to our forums as they become available. The rate of pediatric coronavirus infections is on the rise in Alaska, approaching 20% of all cases in the state over the course of the pandemic. But so far, severe outcomes for children who are diagnosed with COVID-19 have remained fairly low, KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The weekly press teleconference of physicians, nurses, and pharmacists at the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services on September 16th was focused primarily on Alaska's current surge and its strain on hospital capacity. Right now, nationwide, the number of cases per 100,000 people is running at just over 300. In Alaska, though, the seven-day average is over twice that much, 634 cases per 100,000. And now, teenagers comprise the second-largest demographic of new infections, right behind 20-year-olds. And there are now more children under 10 contracting COVID in Alaska than people over 65. As the saying goes, this is not your grandfather's pandemic anymore. Pediatric patients to date for the pandemic in Alaska make up 19.4% of all of our cases. That's picked up. And if you just look at August and September specifically, it's 26.1% of all of our cases. That's Dr. Ann Zink, the chief medical officer in the State Department of Health. Zink said that COVID patients now occupied 20% of hospital beds in Alaska. That's something over 200 patients, 34 of them connected to ventilators. But only a very small fraction of these patients are children. 
So far, the prevalence of the Delta variant has not made kids sicker than previous variants, and this is a good thing. Dr. Joe McLaughlin is the director of the state section of epidemiology. Fortunately, one of the things we're seeing is, uh, even though we are seeing increases in the number of pediatric cases, as well as hospitalizations and severe outcomes, the proportion of cases among the pediatric population that uh, are severe doesn't appear so far to be different in the Delta era compared to the pre-Delta era. So that's one little bit of good news. Whether someone is vaccinated or not remains the single largest risk factor of whether they'll end up in the hospital with COVID. And Alaska's rate is ticking up. Between six and 7,000 Alaskans are getting vaccinated each week. With winter on the way, Dr. Zink rolled out an analogy that she hoped would drive the point home for everyone who's been waiting to get vaccinated. Think of this like a COVID storm. Uh, we got a lot of COVID, and so we need to bundle up. Uh, we need to put on our masks. We need to get vaccinated. We need to keep our distance. Just like in a bad storm, we have our snow tires on. We uh, drive distance. The difference here is that uh, we help to control this weather. We, uh, we collectively determine how many cases we end up seeing or not seeing uh, within the state. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Wolf. How much seafood do people eat on a day-to-day basis, and how does that number play a role in regulating clean water? As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, a Southeast Native environmental group is partnering with Wrangell's tribe to try to show how much fish coastal Alaskans actually consume. According to a state formula used by environmental regulators, Alaskans only eat a bite of fish per day, 6.5 grams, or about a fifth of an ounce. Which is a piece of fish, maybe the size of a quarter, but thicker. That's far too little, says Fred Olson Jr., the executive director of the environmental advocacy group, the Southeast Alaska Indigenous Transboundary Commission. The number is a problem, he says, because it goes into a formula used by regulators to compute probable hazards from contaminants in fishy foods. But the fish consumption rate, then, it's like the amount of fish people eat from from the water sources would then dictate you know, how much pollution you're going to allow into the system. Alaska uses the fish consumption rate of 6.5 grams per day per person as part of its water quality standards formula. If Alaskans do eat more than 6.5 grams per day of seafood, Olson says, they could be exposed to higher levels of potentially harmful substances than the state accounts for. That's especially concerning for rural, subsistence-based, and indigenous populations in the state that rely heavily on fish as a food source. And we figure it's more than six and a half grams a day. So the Southeast Alaska Indigenous Transboundary Commission, a consortium of 15 tribes, recently received a federal grant for $130,000. Its task is to further investigate how much seafood the indigenous population in a coastal town like Wrangell consumes day to day. It will work with the local Klingit tribe, the Wrangell Cooperative Association, to survey households in the community about their consumption of seafoods like salmon, halibut, shellfish, and kelp over a period of two years. Olson says the goal is to get a picture of the population by looking at select households and extrapolating from there. Esther Reese is the tribal administrator of the Wrangell Cooperative Association. She says the tribe is excited to be working with SEITC on the survey. Well, it's basically going to be an avenue that continues to help protect the environment, bring more focus on safe consumption of foods. 
Reese says the partnership expands on the WCA's recent efforts to promote and preserve traditional foodways through projects like building smokehouses for tribal citizens and revitalizing Wrangell's community garden. It dovetails nicely because it helps increase that knowledge of traditionally what we consumed and it will help going forward to make sure that the water quality hopefully will um, continue to be such that we can continue to have our um, we can continue to consume at the same levels that we are used to. Other Pacific states like Washington and Oregon have average fish consumption rates more than 25 times higher in their human health criteria calculations. Alaska's Department of Environmental Conservation, which regulates our air and water, says it's working to update human health criteria, including the fish consumption rate. It's listed as one of its top priorities for the next three years. But the DEC's Brock Tabor says it's difficult for Alaska to pin down what number fits the state best. Tabor is the Water Quality Standards Section Manager with the agency in Juneau. Fish consumption is a lot higher in rural communities than urban ones, for example. Would I say 6.5 is reflective of fish consumption of the state as a whole? No. Because you know we've already we've done these studies and we've said that okay this number isn't reflective of it anymore. But now it's a question of okay, what number would be reflective of the state? What part of the state are you going to be concerned with? Plus, Tabor adds the formula isn't a direct line between the fish consumption rate and pollution permits. It also takes into account body weight, drinking water consumption, and other possible exposure sources over the course of a day, a week, or a lifetime. The survey that SEITC is planning will be the first of its kind in southeast Alaska, but other tribal governments around the state have looked into fish consumption of their citizens. Tabor says the state is happy to take into account data from independent surveys as it works to develop new standards and a plan to implement them. You know, any new reports that came in, we would certainly want to consider. Olson says SEITC has hired a project manager for the Wrangell survey, and they'll hold a public forum on the project in Wrangell later this year. After that, WCA and SCITC will start hiring survey takers and collecting data. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka for today, Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. Today, a slight chance of thunderstorms in the morning, widespread rain showers, highs in the mid-50s, southwest winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, scattered rain showers, lows in the mid-40s, southwest winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy, scattered rain showers, highs 48 to 54, southwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Mm-hmm.